You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I left my Broadway show to go do the first national tour, which I had such mixed feelings about. But I was really lucky because they had to trim the fat of Billy Elliot, if you will. I don't know if you remember or if you got to see it, but on Broadway, I think it was like a million dollars they spent just digging a massive hole underneath the Imperial Theatre so the set could come out of it. Like it was something crazy. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website, builtforthestage.com, or check us out on the gram at Built for the Stage, and you'll be on your way to working with your own Broadway fitness coach. Lots of exciting times going on for Built for the Stage. Just got our official registered trademark in the United States of America. So congrats to the team at BFTS. Wow, that was a long and tedious uh, process, but uh, all things are going uh, upward and onward, and that couldn't happen without y'all in the fam. So thanks for that. I'm rocking our new uh, And We're Back, Thank You Back uh, t-shirts. Wow, it feels good to be back with Broadway shows opening up, which seems like every week, I think I've seen seven in a 30-day span. (laughs) All of them were marvelous. So uh, get back to those Broadway shows or any shows across the whole country. Support your local theaters as well. Mask up, backs up, and uh, have a great time getting back into live theater. Speaking of exciting times, our guest coming up is just in a tornado of exciting times. Uh, They have things just going on everywhere. So really excited for you to uh, meet our guest. Uh, They've been seen uh, on Broadway performing in, I'll I'll give you the list. It's impressive. So we got Hello Dolly, Matilda, Sideshow, Evita, How to Succeed, Billy Elliot, West Side, Guys and Dolls. And uh, now they're serving as the associate choreographer in Mrs. Doubtfire, which is set to open very soon. They uh, almost were there in 2020. They were so close. Uh, Didn't quite make it as far as opening. So we're back and it's going to happen and I can't wait to see it. We got a couple of BFTS family members uh, in that cast. Uh, They're also working on Almost Famous right now as associate choreographer. 
So this concludes my long-winded intro. Please welcome to Build for the Stage podcast, Michael John Slinger. Hey, MJ, oh, wow. how are you? <laughs> Thank you for that. I, oh, it's well-deserved, little... well-deserved, well <laughs> my friend. Oh, wow, that's overwhelming, but thank you. <laughs> well, it is overwhelming, but you know what? It took an overwhelmingly amount of work and determination and consistency for you to do that. So um, I had to brag on you because it's deserved. It's deserved. I appreciate it. So I, I guess tell I us. chose my age. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let's, uh, let's jump into what's going on, yeah. on right now. It's, it's your day off. Tell us what you're doing on your day off. I, I'd love to have you share that with, with our audience. Uh, so one of our, um, no, no, family don't make members. an excuse. No, don't make, why okay, are you really I'm going? To, <laughs> I'm going to go see the giants probably lose. Okay. Michael. But one of our kids in the show singing the national anthem, which was what motivated us to get the tickets. So we're going to go support Annalise. And then, you know, watch the Giants lose. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just had to tease you about that. Now, if the game is good or you're enjoying the game, by all means, stay. But I'll have to tell you at MetLife Stadium, it is a nightmare getting out of there when the game's wow. over. You, you will spend the same amount of time trying to leave as you did watching the game. So just be, be cautious of that. Be cautious. I appreciate it. Uh, so as <laughs> as associate choreographer with uh, on Mrs. Doubtfire, how are things going? Uh, did you all just pick up swimmingly right where you left off? Tell us about that kind of learning curve when you're getting back into it. And how have audiences been uh, now that you have started previews again? Uh, yeah. Rehe- so I, are they no, called? Are, are you guys in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so we, confusing we, we, now we got, what to call them since we went on that 18-month break. It's like, wait, is this a – what is this? What, what's going on? So, but, sorry to interrupt um, No, no worries. As you mentioned, uh, we, we had three previews under our belt when the pandemic hit on Broadway. We'd completed a Seattle out-of-town tryout and then went back into rehearsal – made improvements, added more scenery and just sort of, you know, put put more into the show and was very excited to open. And then three previews in the pandemic happened and um, we thought we were away for a month and then maybe like through Memorial Day and then here we are, 19 months later, we finally come back. So uh, we had a rehearsal process again, which was sort of a nice gift. It was short. We had three weeks in the studio uh, and you know, understandably, everybody sort of puts the show in a pocket somewhere. I think, like, the level of grief getting so close to, to having the show open and be available in New York and have that experience was just, you know, it was, it was painful and everyone had their own experience. So everyone sort of put it away somewhere, which meant when we got back into the studio uh, this time around in September, end of September, nobody remembered anything. So literally... <laughs> teaching the show like there was nothing stored away like it was it's comical really so we had three weeks to get the show on its feet uh which was 
a huge stress for me in my department just because until it's sort of thrown out there that it's just a lot of responsibility. But we did it um, and the, the show's better for it in a way because um, I don't know how much you've talked about the, what the preview process is like, Joe, but um, we have six weeks of previews until we open. So we're making changes constantly during the day, having to tech them in, maybe not maybe not executing them that same evening because, you know, this, the soundboard, the stage manager, like all of the queuing, it's just it's so complicated. Sometimes we're rehearsing yeah. a different version of the show in the day that that's happening at night. And so that, that, that was, sorry mean, to interrupt, sorry to interrupt you, but that yeah. was always my, you know, the funnier moments in the dressing rooms during previews or texts or things like that. Wait a second. Are, okay. So the changes we're doing that tonight yes. or are we going to wait and do that tomorrow? And then you're on stage and then you start panicking and you, you are, you're second guessing yourself and you're like, wait, am I going to number 12 downstage right? Or am I staying center until tomorrow? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's why previews, um, you know, are sort of, that's why they're set up that way. So as an audience member, if you appreciate that process, it can be quite fun because you'll see sometimes a, a really clean cut performance and sometimes things aren't perfect. And it's, right. it's a, it, you know, it's, it's part of the process. So, um, yeah, that's where we are now. We've had three previews this week. Uh, day after day, we have six more weeks of previews. We don't open until December 5th, so we've got some time. Um, but the show is, we've come back and it's the best version, I think, that, of the show. And so we've embraced this terrible time to make it even better than I think it would have been if we'd have opened before the pandemic. And so that makes me grateful considering what we've all been right. through. How marvelous and fun and show-stopping is the transformation salon number because in the movie that's my favorite scene of the entire movie so in the show i've i've talked to a few to, few of the cast members and uh they're loving it but just tell us a little bit about maybe what's in store for that scene because i cannot wait for that number when i go see the show well first of all we have to get you tickets to the show like asap um, I think you'll be really satisfied. I think just overall, uh, we really scratch that itch for fans of the movie because it is so iconic. Um, but that number in particular is the first time we meet Mrs. Doubtfire by the end of the number. And it, you know, it's what, it's everything that musical theater should do. It, it sets it up. It's all about storytelling the number builds and then by the, the what we would call a button, what the way we finish the number is ding dong, the doorbell goes, the front door opens and we, we get to meet Mrs. Doubtfire and it's it's everything you want it to wow. be. But, but the when, journey there when is the, really fun. <laughs> when the first audience, maybe this was last last year or, or in 2020, but even let's let's do the audience in 2021. The first audience back this year how crazy did they go when Mrs. Doubtfire opens the door and has that reveal? Did they just well, go bananas? They went bananas, even at the top of the show. I, I can't tell you how emotional it was to have an audience going insane at the pre-show announcement. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm privy to, to 
the information of like the running times. And so from invited dress rehearsal, which was all our friends and family and people that were very excited to celebrate us and our return uh, to first preview, we shaved four minutes off of audience reaction off of the show. So four minutes of extra love and cheering and clapping happened on our invited dress. And I think definitely a lot of it was uh, at the Mrs. Doubtfire reveal. But uh, just to answer your question as well, what's really fun about it is um, it's it's Frank and Andre, uh, Daniel Hillard's brother and his partner that uh, are helping him sort of dream up what Mrs. Doubtfire is. And before they settle on 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 what Doubtfire is, you know, all bets are off. And so we go into this fantasy-like state where they, they're dreaming of like um, a pillbox hat and a, you know, something else and Jackie O pops out and then they're talking about like, uh, Princess Diana, Donna Summer comes out, and so all of these really fun, iconic women um, are uh-huh. part of the number. Uh, and then, you know, Daniel's like, wait, 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 I've already had the phone interview, and she talks with a Scottish accent, and I sort of pitched her this way. And so then we, we're, we're meeting, um, like, Janet Reno and uh, Margaret Thatcher, and so the number's just, it's <laughs> hilarious so oh, I did not know all this. Watch, this is great. I did not know. Yeah, this. watching all of and so yeah, we have like this awesome sort of Studio Fifty Four kind of hustle partnering section when Donna Summer comes out, and like there's just so much dancing that happens. Uh, and then finally, we we experience through the lyric and and the storytelling what Doubtfire's look is going to be, and there's like this great rap, and it. it burst into a, a, a yummy dance number, key change, everyone's going for it, disco balls are going, the lighting's amazing. And then at the, by the end of the number, all of our iconic um, female characters that are inspiring what makes Doubtfire leave the stage, the set flies out, the, the, the Hillard family home, it comes downstage and then we meet Mrs. Doubtfire. It's... It's it's very uh, Broadway, actually. It's really satisfying. So <laughs> I can't wait for you to see wow, it. Wow, that's yeah, that sounds jam packed. I I I can't remember who told me that there was like a maybe a salsa or a tango part in there. No. Yes, in Act Two. Yes, was it Casey? Because he's he's like part of your tribe. I feel like Casey. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Garden. Casey spilled the beans on. I don't know if Casey spilled the beans on that or, or who told me, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Okay, but that, all, while all this, yeah. while, while all this is going on, you're also juggling almost famous at the at the same time. You you just recently walked into the rehearsal room for for this, right? That's supposed to yeah, yeah we supposed to come out the- fall of 2022. Fall, maybe summer, who knows when it will arrive. You know, everything <laughs> is a little uh, more flexible these days. But, yeah, the goal is it, next step is Broadway. So we had a reading this week, which was really nice to revisit because we actually went out of town. We, we, we already put the show on its feet at the Old Globe in San Diego in uh, August, September, 2019, before I started Doubtfire actually. Mm. Um, and you know, 
the world changed, but the t- so the timeline has been delayed. So they did a reading this week that um, was mostly about concentrating on the book scene work and the music, but we had a presentation yesterday. So uh, got to go and, and see everybody and reconnect, which was really gorgeous. The show is so special and I cannot wait for it to come to New York. I, th- I think... It's it the music the Tom Kitt's work is amazing. Like it, it's I can't express my love for the show and the people and the amount of talent in that cast that don't just sing and act. They all play instruments and like it's like it's a bit of a love fest actually. <laughs> How much everyone loves each other. It's just I have so much respect and admiration for everybody. Uh, I I can't wait till we get to dive back in on our feet yeah how with previews being so long for doubtfire will you not have to be at the theater as much and you'll be able to balance what's going on at almost famous or how are you gonna how are you gonna balance the two plates there uh well almost famous now sort of it it goes away that you know i've got several things in the pipeline so you're, you're constantly like on calls and meetings for it, but it's, it's not, uh, we had our presentation yesterday, almost famous goes away for a little bit. So I'm okay. Um, doubtfire. Yeah. The plan is for me to be there through previews and I'll probably stay through the end of January and help with getting understudies ready and, you know, standbys and, and, and a pandemic world, probably more swings than we normally would higher just to protect the show um and yeah. then i'll i'll be around through the tony awards um my my schedule goes away but i'll i'll be around uh three or four times a week to just keep an eye on it because you know that journey through the award season is really specific versus being on a long run um there's lots of like media appearances and we have voters coming in and all of those things. So I, I will, right. my presence will be around just to try and keep the show at its, at, at its best um, yeah. for all of those things. Amazing. Amazing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, it's been crazy to see. You were talking about more swings than usual. Um, Have a good amount of clients in Aladdin and Hamilton. And I keep seeing people that had left the show like some years ago. 
and then they're getting calls yeah. like, "Hey, could you come? Could you come back to the show for just a few days to a week because we're short on people and we we're in a pinch and we really need you." Um, yeah, it's been it's, it's definitely unique times right now. It is unique, but you know, unfortunately for us, like that's what keeps me up at night. We don't have that luxury. This is our first company of Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. so yeah. There aren't too many people to call up and say, you know, the vocabulary, can we like throw you in there? Um, mm -hmm. Which, you know, could mean I'd be in the show. <laughs> right. There you, hey, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Look I'm at you. You, you got that in the back of your head. You're like, you know, you know, if things do get, I, I, I could get up there. Yeah. I could get up there. <laughs> oh no, we had a giggle over it and we joke. But uh, yeah, but so Hamilton and Aladdin that have multiple companies and have you know a rolodex of people that know the show that they've got an advantage there for sure. So yeah, um, our list of people that maybe did pre-production for us or whatever is a lot shorter. But um, yeah. It's it's just something to think about in these times, you know, just trying yeah, to be sure really responsible with what it is. I'm sure their producers, you know, always, always as usual, aren't looking to fork out more money than they need to, but might, might be something to think about looking ahead uh, just in case, maybe bring on a couple of more swings or, or something like that. But, um, yeah, the, we're really, look, I have to say, we, we're very supportive at Doubtfire and about trying to make the show as great as it can be. So those conversations have happened and I, I have no doubt that we'll nice. be, we'll be, we'll be, we're taken care of when, when we need that. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's take uh, the bend here in our last third of the conversation. We, we kind of touched both shows um, in this last little part. I just wanted to kind of be a getting to know you section a little um okay. uh what is, is that is that sound of music is that mary poppins what old musical is that getting to know no king and i king and i yes king and i king and i um everyone listening please don't nail me to the wall for that it's you know it's 10 a.m on a sunday here we're recording this give me a break here give me a break but uh <laughs> we got there all right so our getting to know you section you're from Australia. I am from Australia. That's right. You're you're an Aussie. How? When did you? When Aussie. did? You, how? How long have you been over here? Do you go back? Like, what's your what's your living? Are you a New Yorker through and through now? What, what's your what's your background as far as how you how you got over here? So yes, I am a New Yorker through and through. I've been in New York seventeen years this December, and I moved to New York when I was seventeen. So I'm about to hit that marker where I've lived away as long as I lived in Australia. Uh, I won a dance competition that paid for me to come to the United States, and that was like pre Instagram and social media, and so it felt very exotic because, you know, content just wasn't accessible. So I got over here and I got exposed to like a whole different world and auditioned for American Ballet Theatre and was accepted. So I moved at 17 to train at American Ballet Theatre in New York, knowing I wanted to go to like a university or a college, which is not the norm for Australian dancers. 
they do like a 12 month full-time program and then at 19 they're like out in the wild so um it was a little it was just it was a new world for me but um I knew I wanted to go to college and I had my heart set on Juilliard and thankfully that worked out um probably a little naive of me at the time but uh I ended up at Juilliard for four years and knowing I wanted to do Broadway which isn't what Juilliard's known for but it, it exposed me to a lot of different um styles and forms of dance sort of I had this ballet background as well but um concert dance and it actually really served me well. It's just made me really versatile in, in like the industry. So, uh, yeah, ABT, Juilliard, and then I made my Broadway debut in the 2009 revival of West Side Story. Um, nice. And then, yeah, I've just been let's, let's, living let's, uh, take the a, life. <laughs> let's, let's take a pause there because uh, as, as a coach, I always like to try to just pull like uh, pull lear- learning points or uh, just similarities between life journey to careers to fitness and so on and so forth. I love that you said it was probably a little naive of you to just have those aspirations of going to Juilliard, but sometimes that's what it takes. And even if you aren't naive or or you quote unquote maybe know better or have your feet planted on the ground and your heads aren't up in the, your head's not up in the clouds per se. That's what it takes. Sometimes it just takes that boldness to say, I'm worth this. Like I can do this. And, and you did. Um, and, and there you go. Speaking of what, what you did and what you, uh, set out to continue to do once you, uh, booked the revival of West side, then what? How do you string a career like that together? We've had a lot of guests. We've now done over, I think, 135 episodes. And a lot of the answers tend to be similar. So I'm going to guess I know what you're going to say. But to drive the point home, once you booked Westside, how did you do it? How did you stay consistent and continue a career where you were on that Broadway stage over and over again? Well, uh, without wasting too much time, my journey to West Side Story was a long one. You know, that particular revival, they wanted really young dancers. And so I was approached from a casting director on MySpace, of all things. Remember MySpace? <laughs> like, like, that's like, got that, like got that long, that, that <laughs> long right, that long right column. You get to choose your like homepage music. Yeah. You had to friend. like, you had to like, you had to code basically to yes. get the background display that you wanted. Yes. Wow. So bring it, bring it back. We're bringing it back. I'm telling you. I've been oh, around. Oh, oh, so, <laughs> so. Oh, that, that, that made my day. That made my day. <laughs> this casting director, God love him, was just trying to reach out to young dancers. However, so. That, um, I got brought in for that and that journey, it was like, I don't know how many times I went in, like 12, 15 times. It was looking like there was a, a opportunity for me to be part of the Jet Gang maybe. Snowboy was sort of my type. Didn't happen or kept getting delayed. I went and worked for the summer, got my equity card at the Muni. They told me I didn't need to be at the final callback. They've seen me so much. And, of course, it's that thing of you're not there and you get 
like sort of forgotten about. So when I finally did book West Side Story, I was one of the last hires and I was offered a swing track. I was a jet shark swing and the dance captain. And, you know, Broadway debut for me, I understood the responsibility of, of that position and I was thrilled and I knew it was like a good fit for me, but I wasn't going to be on stage every night. I was 21 or 22 and whatever. So anyway, West Side Story happens and I'm a dance captain in the swing and I realise I've got the bandwidth to be good at this and it's a niche that a lot of people don't love, swinging shows, um, but I recognised that I would probably work a lot more if I leaned into it. So I auditioned for the first national tour of Billy Elliot, which was actually a Chicago sit-down. They were following in the the sort of the business model of like Jersey Boys and Wicked that would like sit down in these like big cities. And so, you know, everyone encouraged me to go for it. I'd never been on tour. They were like, you'll love it. You should have that experience. And they're looking at you to dance captain and Billy Elliot's this big machine. Like there'll be plenty of opportunity for you. And so I went through that process, which was also quite long and lengthy and got the dance captain track. So I left my Broadway show to go do the first national tour, which I had such mixed feelings about, but I was really lucky because they had to trim the fat of Billy Elliot, if you will. I don't know if you remember or if you got to see it, but on Broadway, I think it was like a million dollars they spent just digging a massive hole underneath the Imperial Theatre so the set could come out of it. Like it was something crazy. So obviously that couldn't tour. So conceptually the creatives had to come up with a lot of solutions and the, the the show was still incredible, don't get me wrong, and it was, uh, you know, full production. But um, it meant I got to work alongside Peter Darling and Ellen Kane, his associate, who's now, like, doing big things in London, and um, Stephen Doldry came. Like, the entire creative team came out for this first national tour, which also is something that doesn't typically happen. And so we went through a whole process and... Then as soon as we opened, they moved me to the New York company just because of logistics. And um, I think for me, I think a lot of people, you get your Broadway debut and you're like, yes, I've done it. But did I fluke that? Like, is this real? I need to get a second show. Like, I just want to make sure that I'm not a one-hit wonder. So that's what went on for me, the entire West Side Story process. And so then Billy Elliot um you know, was, was I think, proving to myself that I, I wasn't just faking it. And then from there, um, you know, I, I was very busy on Billy Elliot and that's when I got to meet Rob Ashford and his team and I, I did the How to Succeed revival. And that was that was the moment that I, I felt like I had proven myself in this sort of space as a swing and a dance captain. And it is a niche that a lot of people don't love and a lot of people try and, transition out of and I think it's what probably helped me work as much as I did but it meant the compromising not being on stage every day and like my ego but I I have a lot of pride for for that work and it's it's a hard to maintain a show and take care of everybody's needs eight times a week and so I'm I'm have to say I'm really proud of that (laughs) right yeah I I love that answer. It it was uh, a bit more unique that a lot of the time, and I'm sure you'll attest to this too. You'll agree that 
They will talk about just being a good human, being enjoyable to work with, you know? Um, oh, well, that is being absolutely. Right. <laughs> but I love those two things that you said about you made that difficult choice to leave your Broadway debut to go to Chicago for the for a sit down in uh, Billy Elliot. And that was that had to have been tough. I, I actually just interviewed someone that passed on coming back to their Broadway show to to just go after a few other aspirations that they have career wise. And it's not easy. It's not easy to leave work. You know, it's not easy. But you were looking in the in ahead of you in the future, and you had that uh, courage to, to do so. And then I love that you know. If you look at a cast or you look at a show as a body, everyone plays a different role. You know, some some are the head, the hand, the foot, whatever. You need swings. You need them. They're essential. They are the backbone, some people would say, of your show. You know, because when the fire is a brewing, they're the ones that are going to come help you put it out um, and, and make, make that show happen that day or night. So uh, I love that. I love that. Uh, that's all I have for this episode, Michael John Slinger. Thank you so much for joining us and chatting. And I can't wait to see Doubtfire. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to win. see. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see Almost Famous in uh, summer, fall, winter, spring, 20, 2022, <laughs> yeah. whenever, it, whenever it shows up. Um, but yeah, everyone check out uh, Michael John Slinger on the gram you can look at all this in the description of the episode, but verbally, I'll just say it's double underscore Windsor. Uh, that's his Instagram handle. Um, you can check out the website, michaeljohnslinger.com. I'll put that uh, as well so that you can get to know MJ a little bit more. MJ, thank you so much for being on the pod. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate being here. All right, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. If you like Bill for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. Until next time, this is Joe Roscoe. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.